Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Make It Plain. Make It Plain. M.I.P. With Massimella Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Plain. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined now by one who actually some considered might be president one day herself, but there's a birth issue, a birth certificate issue. Speaking of birth certificates. Um, <laughs> but we still have her to serve, and I think all of us are thankful for that. We got to know and appreciate her as uh, the great governor of Michigan. She is now the secretary of energy, an issue that we all are concerned about, and we're trying to move into the future, uh, despite the fact that those on the right who want to prevent it, she's still pushing for the secretary of energy. Jennifer Granholm joins us now. How are you, Madam Secretary? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Everybody in my family so far, knock on wood, nobody's tested positive. So everybody's boosted and vaxxed. And so hopefully everybody out there is boosted and vaxxed as well. Amen. Amen. We're thankful um, to hear that. Um, you all have announced some, some new initiatives that have to do with clean energy. And these initiatives um, will create jobs and lower costs, won't they? Yeah, I mean, this is the great thing about clean energy is that, you know, the sun is free, wind is free, as opposed to mm-hmm. other, um, you know, fossil fuels, which you have to pay money to get. So they are be- becoming, and in many places, are the cheapest form of energy. And so the question is, how do we get more of that on the electric grid right now so that cheap fuel comes to your home, cheap electricity? So the president has this goal, as you know, of getting 100% of our electricity from clean sources by 2035. A lot of that is from renewable sources like wind and solar, but our electric grid does not, is not ready for it. And so today, along with a a number of other announcements, we announced 
a building a better grid initiative. So it will address both adding the capacity that we need to add all these renewable energies onto the grid, but it'll also address issues like what you saw in Louisiana with Hurricane Ida, with the grid falling over into the, into the river. We wanna have a resilient grid that allows for communities to always access energy and not, always, not go dark all the time. We had so many uh, events last year from extreme weather events, so many you know people going on black on them without being able to access electricity. So uh, we wanna make sure the grid is resilient. We may wanna make sure it has enough capacity and we wanna make sure it's also protected from cyber attacks. So this grid initiative is basically taking the, the, the money that was passed through the bipartisan infrastructure law and letting the world know we're, we, are, we are launching this grid initiative to build a grid across the country that is reliable, has enough capacity is, and makes, uh, makes energy affordable. And, and by doing that in, in the long term, and we have to get started to get somewhere. Yep. yep. Um, is it possible in the years and decades to come? I mean, really, 2035 would be here quicker than we know it. Um, will that enable us to really rely on wind and solar in, even more? And will it also, when we have these extreme weather events, make it obsolete that everything would fall apart when these yeah. events happen? Yeah, so I mean, it, there's a couple of things that have to happen. Number one, um, we think that the country could be powered by as much as 40% of our energy from solar by 2030 if we get cracking on, on getting it on. The president today announced leasing of offshore lands for offshore wind. So that's for wind. And he wants to add 30 gigawatts, which is a lot of wind from offshore. Those are sources that we have to continue to grow. We're not going to get everything from renewables. We can also get them clean, zero carbon energy from hydropower, which are from dams, uh, water uh, that is uh, used in dams. We can also get clean energy, zero carbon em uh, emission energy from nuclear power. We can also get it from geothermal power, which is the power of the earth beneath your feet that you can pull up and that is clean and renewable as well. So there's all sorts of sources for clean energy, including cleaning up the energy that we already have. And that means removing carbon, CO2, which is of course causing, green, causing a, a climate change from natural gas, from uh, coal. And coal and natural gas, the fossil fuel industry, provides about 60% of our overall energy today. So we've got to we've got to really continue to move both on the technology as well as on the deployment of clean. Also, you all made an announcement about what you're able to do on public lands. Right. Um, unlike, unlike others who've made policy, for example, the past administration would not harm those public lands, right? Right, right. Now, what we want to do is to say on these, we have just a huge amount in the Department of Interior has an entity called the Bureau of Land Management, so many of the lands that you drive through as you cross the country are public. They're owned by the federal government. They may uh, have um, relationship with sovereign nations that are tribes, right. the tribal community. So what we wanna do is to responsibly use those public lands to be able to site wind turbines or solar panels, which of course don't contribute to greenhouse gas emissions. And previous, previous administrations have used uh, public lands to allow drilling for oil and for gas. Oil and gas, um, of course, contribute to 
climate change and, and those greenhouse gas emissions. So we want to make them used for other purposes, but done in partnership with those who might be using those lands. We don't want to destroy any recreational sites. We certainly don't want to destroy any tribal uh, lands, but there are there's so much public land out there that we could really power the go a long way to powering the United States, both on, by the way, and offshore, which is part of what was announced today as well. More MIP after this message. And of course, it, it helps to have finally a secretary of, Inter of the interior that is a, a native person herself. Yes. And that, that ensures that all this works the way it's supposed to, right? Yes, yes. She brings a huge sensitivity and sensibility to making sure that we respect those with whom we share this land, which are the Native American tribe. We are you know, we came after them. They were here first. And, and uh, we right. need to really consider our relationship with them with respect and with repair, really. Now, there's this other issue of, of transmission lines when it comes to energy. T talk to us about that. Yeah, I mean, in the past, it has been that um, communities have often said, I don't want that transmission tower near me because it's mm. a blight. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a terrible site. This is why the, the Department of Energy in launching this build, uh, building a better uh, grid initiative. First, we're going to look at places where we don't have that kind of resistance, where it might be lands that are not sensitive, that are not near high population centers, et cetera, public lands or lands, frankly, on existing rights of way. Like um, we could, for example, look at the federal um, highway system. They want to build, we also want to build out electric vehicle charging infrastructure along the highway system. If we're going to do this, let's dig once. We want to put out broadband, we want to put out electric vehicle charging, and we want to build a new transmission grid. Let's dig once and put it underground so it's not visible, at, uh, other than the charging stations themselves, and, and make sure that we that we take advantage of the existing federal lands that we have. So we want to circumvent that NIMBY problem. Uh, and I will say undergrounding uh, wires makes them invisible, uh, you know, whether it's in urban or rural or, you know, anywhere in between. And it takes away so much of the friction for being able to, to upgrade transmission. So I want to see as much of that as possible. And obviously all of this also creates jobs, doesn't it? Oh, jobs everywhere. I mean, the, you know, just the bipartisan infrastructure law creates about a million jobs a year. I mean, it is, there's so many jobs in this, Mark. There's, you know, electrician jobs for the grid. There's the people who will be laying pipes. There'll be people who are building the vehicle, the electric vehicles to be able to, you know, plug in. Uh, there's people who will be building the batteries for those vehicles. There's, there's just so many jobs that are embedded in, in this infrastructure. A lot of people are building the roads, obviously, the ports, the airport, so much. So it, that... You know, at a time where um, when we had been concerned about the jobs, I mean, now the president's jobs numbers, the jobs numbers under this president have been amazing, right? Highest job creation in the since the since they've been keeping records. But we want to make sure they're good paying jobs. I mean, this is why yeah. you're seeing a lot of churn, right? People want to have family sustaining yeah. jobs. And that's why yeah. he's, he's got such a big push to make these union jobs as well. More MIP after this message. Does that include, the, I'm going to ask a question, it may sound a little political, I know you, you're not, as a secretary, you don't really go down the political road, but it, it's really objective. 
right now, everybody's watching what's happening on Capitol Hill. They're particularly watching one senator in one state, um, West Virginia, and Joe Manchin. Big article the other day about, uh, you know, him, New York Times headline said he had to choose uh, between the, the mining industry and the miners unions. That was a big headline. He has to make that decision. Is, is what you're doing today and even leading up to today and all the work you're doing, help us understand what to say to those workers that are still, even in unions that are still in those fossil fuel industries. Yeah. Because yeah. he's been fear mongering. Oh, you know, you're not going to have jobs. Nobody's going to be, it's just, it's just going to be just destitution for people yeah. in that. But, but isn't there a way for people again, to transfer to, to transition? Is, is that not what we're talking about? Totally. We've got to be smart about it though. I mean, we're not going to say, Hey, you're going to get all these new jobs without us having some intentionality behind right. focusing right. on these communities that are hurting and attracting job providers there and putting federal investments there for training but mostly you've got to start with having a job. You're not going to train somebody right. for a job that doesn't exist, right? So the great thing about Energy 2.0, which is this clean energy environment, is that these communities, they have powered our nation for the past 100 years. And this is what Joe Manchin says, and he's right. We should be thanking them for making us the advanced nation that we are. And we want to have them see themselves as powering our nation for the next 100 years. And you mm -hmm. can see where this is going globally. Everybody's going to clean. And so the question is, can we get these communities to see themselves as energy communities, but clean energy communities? That doesn't mean that oil and gas jobs completely go away. What it means, perhaps, is that you attach technology to the oil uh, extraction to remove the carbon footprint, the CO2, so that you have actually clean natural gas without any methane emissions, without any CO2. That's really where the Department of Energy comes in is the technology advances that we can bring to these communities where they can actually continue to do work in energy, clean energy, and in making sure that we are decarbonizing the fossil fuel sector. It's really exciting. We just had this, we've just had this White House meeting uh, at the beginning of December, which was focused on Appalachia and West Virginia. And there were, we had, I don't know, 20 companies coming to say, if the president's agenda is passed that build back better, we're gonna locate ourselves in West Virginia to be able to build and extract the battery materials for electric vehicles, because they know how to mine. They know how to go down and get the lithium or the cobalt or the nickel. These communities are, have great workers, and we just want to see themselves not in, in, a, in, a, in a lane of fear, but in a lane of opportunity. And it's there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you're right. They, they have to be made to see it. And folks who want to prevent them from seeing it need to get out the way. That's, that's my political perspective. I was not secretary. You don't blame that on her. Uh, what I'm saying. Lastly, um, Build Back Better, some of this was in there. So are, are you saying that some of what you've been able to do today and in the, in the days and weeks going forward are things that can still that we're in Build Back Better, but that you all are still able to get through even while Build Back Better is in the state that it's in in the Senate. Yeah, the bipartisan infrastructure law gave us a huge uh, head start. Okay. So, for example, on building the transmission grid, yes, on these technologies. So, all these demonstration projects that were funded for clean energy technologies like carbon capture and sequestration or or hydrogen. These are all regional projects that can be um, that are great head starts to be able to get communities thinking about powering themselves with energy 2.0. So yes, 
we, we got a lot of funding and we got $60 billion coming to the Department of Energy for these kinds of projects. And that's gonna put people to work. That's gonna to start to change the landscape. And now we need Build Back Better to make sure that people can um, actually access the clean energy because we're putting it on the grid because tax incentives are getting the private sector to build that out, to build that out as well. So it's a one-two punch. Ladies and gentlemen, the Secretary of Energy, Jennifer Granholm, I'm sure you all would agree. We can use a little good news right along in here. And here's Amen. some good news. Amen. <laughs> so we welcome right. that. And and great information, folks. We've got to move into the future. Thank you, Madam Secretary. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Great to be on. Thanks. All right. Good to talk to you. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.